This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast, always a blessing and a blast to get to talk to difference makers. As you know, if you tune in, we talk to different sort of Christians that are just making an impact in the world. A lot of musicians, a lot of athletes, a lot of authors. And today I'm really excited to be joined by Mike Rathke. He is a singer-songwriter. He's just released a new EP. I mean, it is brand spanking new called The Dawning Fire. And so let's welcome Mike to the show. How are you doing, Mike? Great, Steve. How are you? Thanks for having me. Man, I'm doing really good. I get to talk to you. It seems like God is doing some pretty awesome things in your life and with this new EP. As I was saying off air, when I – so I go to YouTube. My family's all on Spotify and all that, but uh, I'm a YouTube guy. And uh, so I look at your different tracks off the dawning fire, and it just blows me away how many views you get so quickly. So I'm I'm just going to name some numbers because to me this sounds like a lot. <laughs> uh, Rain forevermore. I think you just put the video up. Maybe if I, I might have some of this wrong, you can correct me or you can let it be. But uh, when I checked, it was over three hundred thousand views. One taste is another. This is a five song EP. 200,000 views, and that was just released three weeks ago. The title track, mm-hmm. Dawn and Fire, 500,000 views. And this is just on YouTube, so I'm, I'm not talking about all the other yeah. streams. And then every era, every era, 474,000 views. And that may be I'm, – I'm I think I'm adding up. There's like 758,000 if you include the lyric video. That's almost a yeah. million views, and then I don't I don't have Hey Nick on your track listing, but that has three hundred forty thousand yeah. views and a hashtag of Tiny Desk, which is great. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey Nick was one that we had written. I had written oh several years ago about a, a friend of mine, and um, we, we were talking about hey, there's doing a, they're doing a Tiny Desk contest. You know, let's let's just enter it in and see how it goes, and so we. We did a super simple recording in the, uh, you know, while we were working remotely a few weeks ago, and released it on on YouTube, and yeah, it's been doing pretty well. I've been um, <laughs> yeah. really blown away by all of it. It's been, it's been, it's been awesome, and um, you know, God's really. I, I, I say before, I said before that this is a. I've never really felt like God was was telling me to push and try to to promote myself or to try to like. Yeah make something happen in my own strength, but just to kind of be, you know, just be humble and serve the Lord and serve the church wherever I'm at. And um, about four years ago, I felt like the Lord spoke that, you know, the door was opening, and um, and here we are today, you know, and, and we're having all these these great opportunities open up, and uh, it really seems like the Lord's, the Lord's opening those doors now. And, and the cool thing about that is it's not because of, of anything that I've been trying to do in my own physical strength or ability, you know, it's just let let God open the doors and and just walk it through walk through them through faith. It's been it's been a pretty awesome pretty awesome journey. I think that's kind of the coolest way, isn't it? I mean, you know, this is a musical yeah. journey you've been on for a little while, right? I mean, it's not just four yeah. years ago. How long have you been on this journey? I started. I mean, I started playing guitar when I was fourteen, but um, you know, and later I got saved when I was around nineteen, and then. My early twenties, I started playing in church and leading worship, and 
So, I mean, you know, early 2000s, I started really serving serving okay. the Lord with, with what He'd given me to serve Him with, and that was mainly music. And um, all along that journey, it seemed like God would speak things over me through, you know, different just different avenues. I mean, we all we all have those experiences where wait, you know, I, I will say yeah, I want to I want to hear like what people were speaking over you. What did your pastor say to you, or what did people say to you? Because you've just I mean, said it, in like two sentences, like I'm my mind is going a, a thousand different directions. Like <laughs> you know, fourteen, I got a guitar. There's so much more to that story. I know, and we'll get there. And your testimony, but yeah. uh, and we're going to get there too. So, but tell me about some of those things where God spoke through people over you. Yeah, well, I mean, when I when I first started leading in worship, you know, I um, I, had, I had written a few songs, but I was kind of nervous about playing in front of anybody. Our, my my old church in Kansas. Um, I was at a point in my my walk where I was I, I just I was kind of frustrated. I didn't really know anybody that was walking with Jesus, and so wow. I felt kind of like I was doing it on my own. And and one day we went to a, uh, to a fairgrounds, and there was a a church there that had a a youth group set up with you know they were playing the Christian punk rock videos, and I was like instantly you know yeah drawn in because I, I I always loved that music, and so we went to the church that Sunday and wow and that was kind of the start of it we got plugged in and you know I started feeling a prompt to you know hey play one of your songs for church some, one of these Sundays you know and I was like oh, I don't know I'm so scared to sing in front of anybody and and finally I, I did it and then once that happened I you know I was asked to help out with worship and um, and then just kind of along that journey God gave me opportunities to become the worship leader for the church and we were there for about seven years, and, and in those mm-hmm. early days, um, I had a fantastic pastor that was always, he was always really involved in worship. He was actually a uh, bass player for Charlie Hall back in wow. the early days, and, and um, you know, and he, he really just kind of mentored me, and really, which I, I desperately needed, because I didn't have a lot of people that were really walking with Christ that I could really look up to that would, yeah. that would mentor me, and, and he, and he really did, and he, he said, saying, "I mean, I remember one time we were in a meeting, and he said, he said, Mike, I, I feel like you could lead thousands, you know.' And I didn't, I just kind of, I, I didn't feel like it was the right timing for that, but I, but I always kind of just hung on to it. And then, wow, you know, over the over the years, I, I had other pastors that would say that. And um, once when I was at Christ for the Nations, I was working just a maintenance job, and yeah. we we would have worship in the mornings, and and there was a." a really sweet lady that worked in the office and it's kind of funny she uh i was marking off some stuff on my board for work that i had done and i heard her over here on the you know about five feet away from me talking but i thought she was talking to somebody in the other office and she was just really kind of pouring out this like um mm. encouragement you know saying I, I believe god has some really great things for you and, wow. and here i thought she was talking to somebody else so i was trying to intentionally not <laughs> eavesdrop and then I, I looked over and i realized she's staring at me and i'm like Oh my goodness! All right, you know, I just realized you were you were talking to me this whole time. So, I mean, would you mind just repeating that? And so she did, and she, you know, just said the same thing. Just you know, God, God has something for you, and and you have a voice that, that God's going to you know show to people at, at some wow. point. And I mean, and so I've always just kind of held on to those experiences, but I've, like I said, I've never felt I've never felt inclined to to try to make anything happen. In fact, you know, when when we went to CFNI. I, my, my, my pastor and, you know, elders that would, that I was in the church with, they would say, you know, you're going to go to C F and I and you're going to be on the praise team and you're going to mm. be on the album. And, but when I got there, I, I thought, 
I didn't even feel released to go try out for the praise band. Interesting. You know, I, so I didn't even try it out. I just went through. I soaked in the the, the teaching and and really gained a lot from those experiences. But wow. I never felt I never felt released to even try out for the praise band. So yeah, you know, like I said, though, it's just it's just kind of been that journey and and God saying things throughout that time and just and just being patient and waiting for His timing. How hard. Uh when you look back at your journey and it's awesome and we'll, we'll talk about how it seems to, like I say, be sort of exploding and these new opportunities that are coming. Um, was there a time or times where you just felt like, man, maybe this isn't the way I should be going. Maybe I should do something else. Or was it just something of being patient? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I ever felt like I, would, I should just do something else, but there were times when I definitely felt like, you know, maybe I, maybe I just didn't hear right. Maybe I'm, right. maybe I, maybe I just needed, you know, maybe I've, maybe I've set two mafia goals and I'm overthinking some things that people have said. And, and I, and I've always, and so I, there were times when I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'll just play music where I have an opportunity and, and I'll serve the church and serve God where I'm, where I'm at and, yeah. and to just be okay with that. And I've, and I've, you know, there's been a lot of times where I've, I've come into those seasons and, and, but it, it seemed like every time I would, there was, something that would come along or someone would come along and just say, you know, don't let your, don't let this die. You know, this, yeah. uh, God is, God is doing something and he is directing your path. Just be patient and, and serve where you're at, but just don't, don't throw it away, you know? And yeah. so I've, I've tried to try to do that. And, and, um, and it seems like we're, like I said, we're, we're coming into the season where, where God's beginning to open the doors and, man, that's cool. Um, you know, that's I'm exciting. Exci- yeah. And I'm excited about it, but, but I'm also, yeah. You know, this this past fifteen twenty years has really taught me also that mm. that's not the end goal. You Come know? on, and yeah. there's a, there's a song on the um, there's a song on the album called Every Era. You know, it's kind of well, I, I mean, I don't know how much time we have. I can give you. We got short time. Version. No, give me the long version. Okay. I, I've got as much time okay. as you have. So, and I love the long okay. story. Yeah, tell us about it. Okay, so really, you know, this was back when I was uh, still in Kansas and I was leading worship, and I. I um I had a job I had to get up pretty early for in the morning and I uh, one morning I was just listening to Matt Redman I was listening yeah. to Face Down from that Face Down album and yeah and um, I was drinking coffee it was still dark out and I'm just kind of hanging out with the Lord and, and I was, as I was listening I just closed my eyes and I kind of had this image play out in my mind and and in this image we were in some kind of a throne room and there was this congregation and standing before a platform and everyone was worshiping. And there are musicians on the platform. There are violinists and cellists and guitars and wow. singers. But there, there came a point where Jesus came out and he sat down on this throne that was on this platform. And the second he sat down, all the musicians left the left the stage and, and joined the congregation. I'm getting and goosebumps so, in places I don't yeah. usually get goosebumps. <laughs> wow, <laughs> they're up here. So, Go ahead. <laughs> wow, and so. You know, every, so now in in the congregation, what was, you know, there were there were, a, a, you know, there, everyone in the congregation holding palm branches and wearing white robes, and but now in this congregation, it's full of violin players, and and everybody wow. is a one voice, and they're projecting it up to Jesus, who's sitting on this throne, and Gosh. that was pretty much the end of it. But the the thing that really stuck out to me, and and has stuck out to me from that. You know, I don't. I don't say I had this vision from the Lord. I, I don't know if it was a vision or if it was just something that I was thinking of. But it, it impacted me the same. You know, 
It sounds and like so, a vision. I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't matter what you call it, but man, that thing yeah. is so beautiful. <laughs> it yeah, sounds and, like a vision. Well, that's, that's, the, that's the thing that spoke to me the most of it is that, you know, sometimes as worship leaders, especially we can, we can lose sight of, of uh, the ends of what worship is. And, and sure. sometimes the, the method can become the end in itself. Sure. And so, you know, this, this, this image of Jesus on the throne and everybody's off the platform. Oh my are all projecting it up to Jesus. That's, that's really, I've done that song in every church I've been in, Yeah. but that, that message of that is really what has made me in those times where I was thinking, well, maybe, maybe that's not where I'm going. Maybe that's not what the Lord's doing. And, and allowed me the ability to be okay with that because it's not about me anyway. Right. I'm just, I'm, you know, I'll serve God wherever I'm at. If it's in front of, 10,000 people or if it's in front of 10 people. I mean, it right. doesn't really matter because the the bottom line is it's worship is for Jesus. And yeah. You know, I just I just um I just I hope that anything I do will, will reflect that and will 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 encourage the you know, listener, the, the congregation to to just run after Jesus like that, you know. Mike, let me just tell you if you'd told a short version of that, that would have been unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that well, go ahead that. <laughs> no that's one of the most beautiful pictures there is i i think that captures the idea of worship and worship leading in a way that i've just i've never thought of just to imagine i just love that picture of jesus coming out and everybody getting off the platform and joining you know whatever yeah, yeah that is just incredible Wow. Yeah. So out of that, yeah. yeah go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was, you go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to ask. So out of that <laughs> is what uh, is when you wrote every era. Yes. Yeah, okay. Every era. Okay. And uh, I, I had done an acoustic version of it that was on. I mean, it's still available. It's on an album called Letters from the Father. Yeah. And it's just a it's just an acoustic song, you know. I never. But when we went to Nashville uh, for the EP, we. You know, we we went up there with the intention of recording definitely two songs. We were going to do the Dawning Fire and Every Era, and if we had time, we were going to try to do some more. Yeah. And so Every Era was definitely one that we wanted to really do a, a full treatment for, and um, and we were all really blown away with the way it came out. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, um, I, I'd like to talk about some of the, some of the other tracks as well, and I know. Yeah. Um, Talk to me, if you would, about one taste and where my question is coming from. I think I saw on your Instagram uh, yesterday or the day before, I think that in the quote, and I'm not sure if you're doing the Instagram or you have, you have a team or whatever, so hopefully yeah. they let you know, but uh, it said, you know, we often blow it in our faith, and yeah. and that's related to your song, One Taste. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Can you tell us kind of sure. behind the scenes there? Yeah. What's that about? Yeah, there was there was a time when um, we were we were renting a townhouse, and um, I had in the basement of this townhouse, I had a kind of a little worship area set up. You know, I had a yeah. it wasn't anything fancy; just had a couch and a guitar and a computer, and and I was just it was just a I had a lot of great times down there. Just just go down there, me the guitar, and, yeah. and just worship the Lord, and. and I remember one time I was, I don't even know what I was doing at the time. I was in the middle of doing some project and I, I walked past the, the basement door and I felt this prompt to just to go down the basement. And I love it. Spend some time, you know, worshiping the Lord. Yeah. And, um, 
but I, for whatever reason, I thought, oh no, I just, I, I can't do that right now. I'm too busy. Right. So, I don't even. I, I mean, now looking back, I can't even remember what I was doing. So, I, but I just, I walked off and blew it off and went about my business, you know. Yeah. But then, you know, I don't know how much longer. A few weeks later, I just had this like grievance in, in my mm. heart about it because, you know, and when you stop and think about those moments, you know, that's that's the, the creator of the universe. Yeah. And he wants wow. to fellowship with you. You know, yeah. And who are we to say, "Oh, I'm too busy. To, I'm too busy to fellowship with my Savior, my Creator." You know, yeah. And so it kind of came from that experience. You know, I, I wrote the song later, but because it always, it was always, it was always kind of stuck in my craw, as we say in Kansas. It was that experience was was always kind of bugging me, and so I, I guess I just had to have a way to release it, and so I re- released it with that song "One Taste." But when you hear "One Taste," it doesn't sound. I mean, it's kind of upbeat, and it's probably one of the happier sounding tracks on the album. But <laughs> it's really just a it's just a call for us to, you know, like the psalmist says, he said, you know, taste and see that the yeah. Lord is good. If we if we don't taste of Him, we can't see that He's good, and we we're the ones that suffer for that, you know. It's, right. Um, but anyway, that's kind of the, the background to one taste. Well, I love that. You know, when I think about. Um the easy things to talk about, uh, honestly, I mean, they're not easy, but to talk about when we blow it in our faith, um, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, temptations, whatever sins, whatever, you know, things we get caught up in. I love that Mm -hmm. your focus there is on, man, God just wants to spend time with me and I'm ignoring him. I'm brushing him off. I I mean, that is getting to the heart of it. Yeah. When you think about what, you know, what it, uh, there's a, there's a guy here in Florida that I really respect. His name's uh, Jim the Worm Man. He's, a, ah. he's got the, the biggest worm farm in, in America. Biggest worm farm in America. Oh, I, I love where this story he, is he, going. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> but he, and on top of a, his worm farm career, he's also he's also a a great preacher. I mean, he he yeah. he he's got this uh, ministry where he records messages and then releases them on AM radio because he's thinking his his thought behind it is. You know, there's a lot of pastors that are preaching on television and on on FM radio, but what about those poor people that are mm. you know living in the sticks that all they have is an AM radio? He's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna minister to those guys. I, I just like, man, that's so awesome. And yeah. So, but he he has this. Uh, he said something one time. Uh, he came and did a he did a message here, and he was speaking about you know never never forget what it costs God to to be able to give you that conviction or to be able to give you that, those nudges of the Holy Spirit. Because without the without the death of Christ, mm. we, we couldn't even have that. We couldn't have the ability to hear from God. And so it, it just kind of adds that to the story even more. It's like, man, the, the very fact that I even felt the nudge of the Holy Spirit to say, come spend some time with me, right? that cost God his son, you know? And, right. No. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's just... It's just um, and thank God that he he loves us and he's graceful with us. And when we do something stupid and we miss it, he's he's there when when we return to him and say, "God, I blew it. Right, forgive me." He's he's gracious with us. And man, thank God for that. Yes, indeed. That's that's a really cool word too. Um, that Jim the Worm Man was bringing. That's that is yeah. great. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, what? Uh, yeah. in, and I, I will get back to some of the songs on this new EP, "The Dawning Fire." Uh, just came out, listeners. Um, what uh, sort of nudges in your own life, b- besides like spending time with God? Uh, what sort of nudges do you feel from God during during the day or during the week? 
Yeah, that's a great question. It's easy to get into the, the routine of things, you know. And, yeah. And sometimes it's, you know, even, even you can spend time reading the Bible, you can spend time, you yeah. know, just being alone with God. But even that sometimes, if, you, if we're not careful, it can become just routine and it can become kind of robotical. And so the Lord's been, and you know, in the mornings when I get up, He's really been, He's really been directing me to just be intentional on, I mean, this is just one example, and maybe this, this is, is great. a good answer, but <laughs> just to, just to really, really spend some time and just dissecting the word and like, and really just getting into more than just a, a, a scan over the top of it, you know, yeah. through the book. Okay. I'm done with that one. Let me move back. I, I don't know why, but that, the Lord had me go through Job like, I don't know, like three times just, just, just this month. That that's not exciting. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't want God preparing me like Steve. You need to read Job again. You need to read Job again. <laughs> so three times. And, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, wow. and and there were things in there that I'd never noticed before. That yeah. um, you know that 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 really spoke to me and really gave me a better clarity on what was going on with with Job at that time and with his companions and stuff. And so. You know, I guess. Yeah. I guess to me, it's like as we as we walk with the Lord and as we go through this time, you know, it's it's always about becoming more in, into the image of Christ, and that's that's really all I hope to do in anything is just to, you know, shed off the old man and become more, right. more like my Savior. You know. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so I'm just curious in Job uh, and putting you on the spot again, but is there an, mm-hmm. an insight that you kind of held on to or still remember like that hops into your mind of, yeah, I never noticed this before. And then it kind of stood out to me or is it just in general? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, one, one thing that definitely popped out to me was, um, uh, the, the fourth friend, um, yeah, I think there was four. Now I'm now I'm questioning, but there were right. there were the, the original ones that that are dialoguing back yeah. and forth with jokes through the whole thing, and then at the end, the uh, um, now I'm trying to remember. Uh, You're good. I can't I can't remember his name now. I can't, I can't but either. But yeah, the the younger one, the one that was like, you know, I I've been waiting for you guys. <laughs> you know, you guys are aged, and you should have the the answers, but you don't have anything to say. That's yeah. you know, you've not even answered Job on his complaints and. I'm going to speak up now. Well, anytime I'd read Job before, because you can almost get into this, like, you know, it's it's a poem, it's poetic, so it's, right. you can almost get into this, like, just glaze over until you get to the part where God comes with a whirlwind again. True. Like, but I I never noticed with this youngest one, I, I still can't think of his name for some reason, but he says, you know, what he says is not, is not, um, it's, it's different than what the first companion said. It, yeah. it was like, you know, you're, he, all the other ones, they were saying, Job, you sinned, and that's why God brought this on you. You sinned, and this is, mm. this is why this has happened to you. But he came, and he said, he didn't say that. He said, Job, you're, you're in sin now because you're, you're complaining about it, and you're opposing God. You're, 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 scor- you're, you're drinking scorn right now, and you're saying, it, it was better if I never would have walked, you know, if I never would have right. had righteousness or walked in righteousness, because this is the end result of it. And, and his his... So his comment was a lot different than what the previous yeah. one said. And then when God does speak from the whirlwind, yeah. he doesn't even mention this other guy. He, he tells the other ones, you know, you need to go uh. make a sacrifice and my servant Job will pray for you because you haven't spoken rightly of me as my servant Job has. But this other guy, he didn't even mention him. Wow. So it's like, oh, why, why didn't God mention him? I mean, it's like, and I think it's because he was just contending with Job to, you know, to hang on to your 
hang on to mm-hmm. your walk with God. Don't forsake it because trouble has come. And so I think there's a good a good lesson in that because as we go through life, we're gonna we're gonna come into confrontation. We're gonna come into difficulties. Yeah. And if we're if we're not careful, we can get into a position where we're we get you know kind of perturbed at God because He allowed this. But you know yeah. we 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 have to remember what James says is you know rejoice when tri- tribulations come because it's the <sighs> testing of our faith that leads to endurance. So I I'd never seen that before in, yeah, in Job, and right. I mean I mean I, I just I'm encouraged by it, but I'm also it it makes you it makes you on edge a little bit. Like right. I don't want to go through a a job time, you know. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's that's really good, Mike. Let me um yeah, that's that's good. And now of course I'm curious, I want to go back and, and read it again. You know, it's been a long yeah. time since I've read Job and the last time I read it I definitely didn't read through it, you know, pour over it like three times or four times. Um yeah. So that's going to be really interesting. Let me uh, ask you to back up to those four. You know, you said about four years ago, I think you said that God, um, I, what was God saying about four years ago is in the middle of your music and everything? What was God sort of saying? Mm. I feel like you said about four years ago, God was saying, um, you know, now I'm oh. kind of getting oh, yeah. ready. Yeah. yeah. What was that yeah. again? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, um Kind of an interesting story about that. We were yeah. uh, this, but this story has a um, you know a foreshadow that started you know previously a few years back, and so um, it was probably 2007 or 2005, maybe. I was I had a job where I was I was just mowing grass. Yeah, we were kind of in this difficult time, and and uh, and I was just really struggling with with what was going on, and just a lot of just a lot of battles it seemed like. And, um, and I remember I was, I was riding this lawnmower and I had headphones on. I was listening to a, a Christian radio station Yeah. and, and I just felt this, I just felt this urge to just pull over and shut the mower off and just listen to this song. And so I, I pulled over and was listening to this song and, and it was, a. I found out later it was a Amy Grant song, but it was, it was, I think it was called follow, follow the river or, that was the gist of the song was about just keep on following the river until you reach the ocean. And, oh. and it really, it really ministered to me. And, and, um, and in the midst of that struggle and that hardship at the time, mm. it, it really ministered to me. And I, and I, yeah. and for the first time I, I really heard God's voice and he said, he said, go your way, Michael, I have a plan for your life. Whoa. And, and, and I, and I just, and I just kind of held on to it. You know? Whoa. And, but the funny thing, I'd, I'd never heard that song again, and I had looked for it. Never heard that song again until about four years ago, and it was when we moved here to Florida. Oh. And I I was at I was at Praiser, and I was working on the Modern Hymns channel, and I was just going through songs, looking for songs to listen to to add to the Modern Hymns channel. Yeah, and I came across this song by Amy Grant, and I and I listened to it. And it had, I think it had River in the title. I I don't think I've listened to it again since then. Yeah, but I I listened to it, and I thought, oh my goodness, this no. is that song that song that, that that God had me listen to that day and it's it's keep on keep on keep on flowing to the ocean keep on flowing to the sea and that's that was the gist of the song and I thought oh my goodness how awesome is it that here we've made this huge transition just before that we were living in Oregon we drove you know took 4,000 miles I think around you know wow. to get all the way down here to Florida and first day on the job I put my headphones on and, and here's this song following you know you know, you're following the river, and 
and so I wrote a song called Following the River and it's and it's on the Letters from the Father EP. Wow. But, um but yeah, so that at that time that sort of started a, a couple other events and um I don't know how much time we have. I don't want to keep no, you're pounding the, the question. No, if you don't mind, but, if you've got a little bit more time, I, I'd love to hear. Yeah, I love the story of it. Yeah, you said a couple other yeah, things okay. happened, and I'm like, yeah, I want to hear those. What happened? This is great. Okay, so um, same same situation. I was uh, I was working on on a on a channel, and I can't remember which one it was at the time now, but I came across this live performance from John Mark McMillan, and yeah. he has a song called Carbon Ribs. And and in this live performance, he gives the backstory to it, where he's saying, you know, he he wrote it from Mephibosheth, you know, who was the son of Saul. Oh wow! You know, when, uh-huh. And I thought that's an interesting. I had never thought to write a song from that, but the right. story he told was pretty beautiful. He's like, he's talking about, you know, Mephibosheth when when the regime change happened and David became king and yeah. people were scrambling, you know, and. Um, somebody dropped Mephibosheth and it, it made him crippled from, yeah. from that point on. And, and so, but later on, David, you know, was established as a king and, and he, he remembered his friend, Jonathan, you know, mm. he, he's like, man, I just want to do something for my friend, Jonathan. He's, he's been gone now and I, I just want to do something nice for me. So he's like, Hey, is there, are there any descendants of my, of my friend, Jonathan? And they're like, yeah, there's one, his name's Mephibosheth and he's a, uh, mm. you know, he's a, he's crippled and, and he's like, well, bring him in here. And so he brings wow. him in, and, and from that day forward, Mephibosheth eats at the king's table. And he's like, and it's not for anything other than who his father was. And Ooh. he's like, and then John Mark says in that, he's like talking to this audience. He says, you know, and if there's if there's anything that I pull from that, he's like, if you see me up here today, it's only because God saw fit to give me a seat. You know? mm. and, I, and, wow. and and when he said that, I mean, he's, he's speaking to this people, and he's got his own story. But when he said that, there's something kind of, came alive in me yeah. and, and, I, and I, it was just like a nudge like sometimes god will speak to me and he doesn't say anything it's just like a nudge like that's for you and whoa and and that was one of those moments like that's for you and so i just you know i didn't even tell anybody about it i don't think i don't even think i told my wife about it until recently but wow I just kind of hang held on to it and that later that day we ended up doing a, a worship song um and and released it onto uh, a show and so it, it, it kind of, it just kind of confirmed what, what, what God was saying to me, you know, and, and here we are, you know, that was about four years ago and, and, um, it, it seems like it's all, it's kind of coming together now, you know, <laughs> that is, yeah, that is so cool. I love how God brought that Amy Grant song back. Like, I mean, you heard it once yeah. and God spoke. You said, God said, go your way, Michael. And what I was writing it down. I loved it. Go your way, Michael. No, go, go your way, Michael. I have a plan for you. Yeah. And that, that was pretty much it. the first time that I really ever heard God's voice. Like I'd felt nudges before, but I'd never had a, you know, I, I yeah. it wasn't like an audible voice or anything, but I just, just something in my, I guess it's, you can just say it, it's something in my spirit that this phrase came in and popped in, and it was it, it was as you know it was as pronounced yeah. and as clear as anything else. You know, yeah. any me and you talking, you know, right. I just knew I knew it was from the Lord, and you know, and that's that's been kind of a pivotal moment in my life because <laughs> yeah, you know, to 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 hear God's voice and to just just walk in faith that 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 God's speaking and He's He's confirmed it over the years, you know, and. It's been it's been amazing. Yeah, and he he will take his time too, won't he? 
Yeah, you sure will. <laughs> I mean, and it's and it's probably for the better because we yeah. we would rush ahead and we make a mess of things. You're right. Yeah, you're right, man. Okay. All right. Well, there is a lot more we can talk about. And I don't want to take too much of your time, um, but uh, tell me about Dawning Fire. Tell me about the huh. song, the title track off your EP. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wrote that in 2016. It was right when we moved here um wow actually i came here i came here for um um kind of a contractor position to work on Fraser, and it was actually just me at the hotel at that time for for a few weeks and and i wrote a lot of songs in that in that span of time but uh that was one of them that i'd written and i was just kind of sitting in the hotel and watching the sun come up and and it was really one of those some, some songs are kind of they come out really fast and then others come out and they take months to to complete and really yeah. that one just really came out really fast and I, I didn't even really know what I'd written until after I'd had it all done and I was looking back at the verses for it and, and so the the point of it you know it's 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 uh really the whole point of the song is is to is to speak to us where we're at right now as a as a culture where yeah it's 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 becoming kind of increasingly popular to to kind of have a a loose interpretation of scripture and to really, yeah. eh, that's not what God's really saying, you know? And, and, it's, and, and I guess my point in it is to mm-hmm. say, um, you know, there's a line in the song that says, let, let your word be exalted and every man a liar come mm. aboard heaven's ark before the dawning fire. I mean, mm. it's not our place to say, you know, um, you know, this, it's not our place to, to, to beat people over the head and call right. them garbage and say, you're, you're such a sinner, but it's also not our place to try to make, those those things that come from the word that do bring conviction into a person's life, it's right. not our place to try to dull that edge, you know. Right. Our job is to be, you know, Paul says in in one of the Corinthians letters, he says, you know, we're we're ambassadors for Christ and he said, he even says it's like Christ it's like God is speaking through us yeah. to the world saying, Be reconciled to God. That's that's our mission in life. It's not to to try to say, Okay, you're okay in your sin, you know, right. you're okay in your sin. Just just have faith, you know. Our, our job is to say, come aboard the ark, because this is, this is all going to burn up, you know? Right. God's given us a, an ark. He's given us a way out of this. and Just come aboard, you know? Yeah. Let God, let God cleanse us as we, as we walk on that journey. But I, I don't know. I just, I, yeah. I had seen some things going on at that time, and it, and it, and it just sort of troubled me, I guess. And, and the dawning fire was a result of that. It just, in love and in grace, we say, right. come aboard the ark. Come, come and be reconciled to God, you know? Man, that is good. That is good. Yeah, the the words, the scripture that kind of comes to my mind, I don't want to butcher it, but it's just where Jesus says, you know, and this is a really bad paraphrase, sorry everybody, but, you know, if you're ashamed of my words, um, <laughs> yeah. if you're ashamed of my words, I know I've got at least that part, it's, and yeah. uh, I think yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah. If you're ashamed of my words in this, in this, I think you said in this wicked and adulterous yep. generation, you know, yeah. it's like, and it's not a, it's not a license for us to, you know, it, we're all sinners. I mean, right. my sin's no right. greater than yours, and yours is no greater than mine. It's we're all under the blanket of sin. Right. Our job is just to say, Jesus died for that sin. You know? Right. Come, come and 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 be cleansed. You know. Yeah. But if we are telling people, you know, that's you're not in sin. And we're doing them a disservice because right. we're taking away that opportunity for conviction. And you know, God, you know, Paul says, "Godlike sorrow brings repentance." Right. 
we're taking away that opportunity from them. And, and, you know, I just, I don't know. That's, so that's, that's kind of the, the background to Stoning Fire. Man, no, that's really, really good. Well, that sounds, you know, like somebody who was an influence on my life, um, uh, way back when uh, my sister became a Christian before I did. And so on a cross-country trip as we were moving from California to Virginia, I don't know how many miles that was, but oh, yeah. it was a few. But uh, she had control of the cassette player, and so she played Keith Green um, ad nauseum. At the time, <laughs> since I was not yet redeemed or saved, I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, uh, yeah. of course, as God does it, and uh, the wisdom of a sister or whatever. And she was just doing it because she loved it, I think. But, uh, you know, yeah. those words and that music and that piano became just, you know, ingrained in my life to the point where mm-hmm. I can find, you know, his stuff on YouTube or whatever. And just sometimes it's like kind of going going back to the start for me, and it kind of just takes me back yeah. to that place, which brings me, well, two things. One is it sounds like, you know, if Keith Green were alive today, um, his message would be at least somewhat similar to what you've just shared yeah. with us. And then it can't be a coincidence that one of the songs on the Dawning Fire EP is uh, covering Keith Green's Oh, Lord, You're Beautiful. So tell us about that a little bit. Yeah. And then maybe we'll let you go. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll yeah, save sure. for another time uh, the story of you getting your guitar uh, yeah. for 20 bucks and about growing up and your testimony, but, uh, we'll let you go in a few minutes. I've, I've held you a while, but okay. tell us about, Oh Lord, yeah. you're beautiful no, and, and that. Okay, great. Great. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's actually a really cool story for, for that too. Um, yeah. so when we, like I said earlier, we, when we went to Nashville to record, we had planned on every era and the dawning fire. And we thought, well, let's get, you know, three more songs as a backup. Yeah. If we can make those all happen, that would be fantastic. And so one of those songs was uh, was No Lord, You're Beautiful. And so we uh, we got to the studio, or we got to Nashville, and we got to the hotel. And in the morning, I woke up, and I just rolled over, and I turned on my phone, and I had a, you know, Facebook pops up those memories. You know, right. this, is, this is a post from four years ago. And right. And it showed a post from four years ago, and it said, the post from four years ago on that day, it said, um, the post said, on this day, um, 18 years ago, I said, okay, Jesus, I'll follow you. I mm. thought, oh, man, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. here's my first day going into a, a legit studio yeah. and recording songs, and, and God orchestrated it for it to be on the anniversary of my coming to Christ. And Crazy. I thought, man, how awesome is that? God, right. And I was just like, thank you, God. That was that was, that was was really awesome of you to... to worked that out and so so we went to the studio and um we recorded that was on july 27th okay so 2019 and so we we go into the studio and we record and um we uh we recorded all the you know guitar tracks vocals we had choir and we had you know uh, we had a, a string section come in and we recorded all of it um we finished recording on the 28th and so um there were some friends of the ministry. They popped. They popped into the studio and we're like, "Oh yeah, you got to check out this Keith Green song we recorded." And so we we played it for them. And they're like, "Oh, that's you know, it's great. I love Keith Green." And when we we go back to the hotel that night, yeah. this is on the twenty eighth. We go yeah. back to the hotel. And we're we're sitting there, and and those friends of ours that came by, they they sent us a text message and they said, "Hey, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but um, today is the anniversary of Keith Green's passing." And we're wow. like, "What?" She's like that can't be right. So right? we looked it up, and sure enough, July twenty eighth. Wow. It was on the 37th anniversary of 
of the, the accident that um, that took his life. And, wow! Um, but we recorded that "The Lord's cool. Beautiful" on the 37th anniversary, and we're like, "Man, what's going on here?" You know, we, um, that you know, it was just cool. kind of one of those things that we, we, um, we, you know, we we just kind of praise God that He allowed yeah. those circumstances to work out like that, and you know, I guess we're still kind of waiting to see what what all that means. But right, um, it was a it was a cool coincidence and, and Keith Green's you know, he's been I, I first heard about him when I first started worship in Kansas. My my pastor showed me his stuff and I was always always just like blown away by just the um the boldness mm-hmm. that he had in his mm-hmm. music and, and not only that, just uh like he didn't really write for the the, the crowd of no. um popularity. No. He was like right. I, and I've and I've met people over the years as no, I always loved Keith Green, but we never really played in his music because he was too radical. You know, <laughs> I'm like, wow. Which I I love that. I'm like, that's yeah. awesome. That's exactly right. how he should be. You know, I don't want to I don't want to write in a mold that that just you know right. appeases people. Right? You know, I mean, yeah, music is art, and art yeah. should be sometimes even um, push the envelope, I guess, a little bit on, right. on things. And so I've always loved that about Keith Green and. And that song in particular has always been one that's really, oh yeah, it's really just been a. I, I mean, I've always just loved it. It's 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 such a pure song, and I, I watched an interview with him where not an interview, it was a live performance I found on YouTube where yeah. he's like talking about when he wrote it. He's like, I just wrote this song a couple of weeks ago, and he's like, <laughs> I you know I wrote it started out as a letter I was writing to God, and I didn't know where to send it, so I just stuck it in my Bible. <laughs> and I'm like, that's awesome, you know, and so. He, he recorded, or he's at that on that concert. He did, he did four verses and two choruses, and up until then, I didn't even know there were other verses to the song. Wow! So we did, we did one of those verses. We did the, the third verse um, from that original um, arrangement that he had, and um, you know, it was just it was a it was a great experience, and um, I was I was happy just to be able to make something that because yeah. he's always kind of been one of my heroes and oh yeah um i've always just wanted to wanted to do a song that would just kind of celebrate his legacy and, and who he was in the body of christ and, yeah um so we recorded that one man that is really cool all right mike rathke the ep is brand new the dawning fire and i i'm still just blown away looking at all the views which means all the streams and all the spins you have elsewhere. And it's just, it's really exciting to see what God is, God is doing here and what God promised long ago. And those little words yeah. spoken over to you that you didn't even know were being spoken to you in that one job uh, that God was speaking yeah. to you. And uh, man, it's just amazing and exciting to see where God is going to take you and, and your family next. Amen. Yeah, dude, God, God's amazing, and it's really exciting to just be able to, you know, to to just walk with Jesus and and you know walk with the Creator of the universe and and let Him guide our lives. I mean, yeah. what, what an honor we have in that in that relationship, you know. Yeah. Wow. Well said. All right. I had a bunch. I really, we can have another interview another time because I had a bunch of other things. I was going to ask about your tattoos. I was going to ask about the uh, rocker band that your little daughter created that looks so cool. Uh, so and I, we were going to talk about your testimony, but this, this has been incredible and uh, really a blessing to me and a blessing to our viewers and our listeners. So Mike, we're, uh, we're just really grateful and excited to see what God does. Amen, brother. It's been it's been a great conversation. I I 
love to talk with you again anytime. Good, good, good. I look forward to it. All right. Hang on there for a second while I just sign off for our video and, and uh, for our podcast. So, listeners, that's Mike Rathke. Man, really cool. Love, love those stories that he was sharing with us. And I'm praying that just as God has been speaking to Mike, that whether it's a nudge or whether it's something just directly and personal and relational for you, I'm praying that God is speaking something to you today. And if it's a nudge, don't listen to it. It's there for a reason. And I want to remind you, you know, Mike referenced uh, Paul writing in Corinthians and what we are. We're very bold radio and podcast. And that comes from Paul saying this. And I'll leave you with this. And remember, you can email me, steve at verybold.com. Get a hold of Mike Rathke's EP. Download it. Get it. And uh, But I'll remind you this. 2 Corinthians 3.12. Paul writes, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very Bold, radio and podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to verybold.com for information and updates and email steve at verybold.com. Steve at verybold.com.